0: what do you do when your son or your daughter brings home someone that well let's just put it politely You hate them. (laughs) Or you're just not real fond of them. Yes. That's our topic today on Life Talks. My name is Dan. I'm with Ben. We're the teaching pastors at Life Fellowship outside of Charlotte, North Carolina. We are in the middle of a series on leaving a good family legacy. We're talking hard topics, many of which have been suggested to us by you, the listeners, asking us to address some of these things. We've just finished two episodes on dating. We're going to hit this third one. Ben, what do you do? Whenever they bring home someone that's just
1: not your cup of tea. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you for joining us today on Life Talks. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think that this is one of those issues that can be very um, explosive. And and you can do more harm than good many times when you're trying to correct these kinds of issues. Uh I can tell you what not to do, all right? The first thing I would say what not to do is create a forbidden love situation.
0: Mm, Romeo okay? and Juliet.
1: one of the things that and, and I know they wouldn't mind me sharing this story, but but my family went through something very similar with like this with my sister. you know, I've, there's there's four kids, three boys, one girl. Uh, my dad always said it, you know, the amount of energy it took to, to raise my daughter or, or his daughter was same energy, as the three sons. But, um, my sister, Trisha started liking a guy. I think it was eighth or ninth grade. And, um, my parents just did not like him. And, you know, they just thought he, I mean, they, they liked his family. They just didn't like him. They thought I was kind of a punk and, and, but my sister just fell in love with him, And my parents did everything to like discourage this to you know no you know try to do everything but what they did was they create this forbidden love and what happened was uh when you make something forbidden you make it enticing mm-hmm. and that's exactly what they created was uh, this situation where um they you know they tried they, they would sneak behind parents back and then they and, and here's the funny story all right so so long story is um they both went on Different paths, but they're now married today. And I love my brother-in-law Luke. He's he's a great. Guy. It was Luke. Yeah, it was Luke.
0: Oh, but that, but, that story took a, a turn. But, I
1: was not interested. But, but we all joke about. None of us liked Luke when he was in high school. But you know, Luke is a. You know, God really got a hold of Luke's life. I think somewhere in college, and he he became a different person. But they both had to. It it was a roller coaster ride, and it was a very emotional time. I mean, it was a hard time for our family. But um, and now I I can honestly look back and say I'm thankful that my sister has the husband that she has, and I wouldn't want anyone different for for her than Luke. But during that time, my parents learned a lot. Is man, do not create this forbidden love thing because it, it, it's like throwing gasoline on this tiny little fire. Mm. Um, that's what not to do. The the other thing. Uh, To combat that, I I was talking to one of our, one of my one of my my wife and I had friends uh, in our 20s we went to church with, and she was my wife's friend was telling a story when she was in high school and dating a guy that her mom did not like and she was a single mom so she was just dealing with this on her own she didn't like this guy but she decided um, I think he's kind of you know this guy I don't like so but what she does I want my daughter to see this so she kept inviting him over. All the time, and she almost brought him over so much that the daughter's like, "I'm kind of sick of him, and I don't want to, <laughs> don't want to." But the whole idea is, she, her philosophy was: the more I get her around him, and set how she, if she can see him for what he really is, she'll see. I, I don't really like this guy anymore, and that's exactly what happened. Again, I'm not saying that's the best strategy. I'm just sharing with you what was a strategy that worked for for a, a, a family situation. Um, Another situation I would say do not do is do not demand your son or daughter stop or, or break up, okay? You can do something to manipulate emotionally, emotional manipulation, forcing to say, you will not date. And you can do that. You can do that. You can pull that that mom and dad card out when they're at a certain age to be like, you will not do this, okay? Um but i i will say this you will you will damage your relationship with your child in the process you may get your way but you will do harm to either your relationship and so uh you can if they bring someone home that you don't like you can you know let them know i i don't think they're a great person i don't think that they're i think you can do a lot better and there's a lot of things you can do but what i would say is do not force their hand to make a decision um that they then all of a sudden, they will they will hide things from you more than ever. The other thing I would say is do not create a forbidden love thing. With that said, um, I think there are some things that you can do. And what you can do is you can pray a lot. And what I would even say is you should fast a lot. Uh, one of the things my wife and I have done when we are in a situation with our kids, and it's it could be for a variety of reasons, but... Liz and I have learned the power of fasting and have learned that when you pray and fast, God really works. And so um i would I would encourage a parent if you if your child is in a situation where you're like, man, I do not like where this is going. I don't like this person. Um, you can always ask God, i there's a there's a story I read in in the book of Judges. I'm going through judges in my devotional time. And uh it's a story of Abimelech. It's Abimelech is one of um uh, uh uh Gideon's sons, and he kills his 70 brothers, and and he tries to set up himself as the king, and he does, and then the people of Shechem are there, and and it says, God brought a spirit of dissension between Abimelech and the people of Shechem. And I'm like God, that's a that's a good prayer to praise. <laughs> God, bring a spirit of dissension between these two people, because you see, and again, I I I think I mentioned this in the first episode. As a parent, you can see things, and if you're a young person listening to this, listen to my words. Your mom and dad see things and people that make that can make them a, either a good spouse or a bad spouse. When you are in love and you're in this relationship thing, you only see what this person, oh, but we have such a good time together or they make me laugh or we have fun or da, 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 da. And they're not seeing the, the important qualities that are required for, to make a great spouse. Mm-hmm. That's what mom and dad are seeing. <clears throat> and so you've got to remind your son and daughter, I can see things that you can't see and uh, you're gonna have to trust me on this but it has to be their choice because at a certain age you you and it's even more complicated when they're in college right Mm -hmm. because when they're in college you're not there you're not there and so all you can do is give the best advice you can but you got to be honest with them at some point and you got to pray for that open door because if you try to tell them what you think about this other person when they're not when they're in no mood to hear it, you're not going to get very far. But when there's an open door and pray, again, that's why it's pray, pray God, give me an open door to share share this. Um, do it in a spirit of love and a spirit of grace, but spirit of truth to say, this is what I see. This is what I believe is going to happen if you end up marrying this person. Um, but ultimately, it is your decision. And if you decide to go down this road, that you're going to have to live with the consequences. I mean, that's the kind of... At some point, you have to let your kids feel the weight of responsibility of their own decisions, and so I think all of those are are very important of of how to communicate with your son or daughter in that in that moment.
0: One of the, one of the things that I think <clears throat> is valuable if you want to avoid future conflict uh, with someone that you're. You know, your child is bringing home with romantic intentions, perhaps even leading to marriage, is to have worked for many, many years in developing a relationship that is so close between you and your child Mm. that your child does not want someone who would come in and come between you yeah. and them, yeah. Um, that that becomes, you know, it was very very important for me to have my mother approve of the woman I was going yeah. to marry. Yeah, I didn't I didn't say, well, mom, do I have your permission to marry this girl? <laughs> but she but she had a way of letting me know. Yeah. and you know, after I introduced her to my the woman who had become my wife, she came to me and she goes, "You're not asking my my opinion, but let me just tell you some things I've observed." He said, she's a strong woman and you're a strong guy and you need a strong woman. Otherwise, you're going to treat your wife potentially like a doormat. Hmm. And I watched her stand up to you a couple of times. She goes, I really like that. Hmm. Uh, then she said, I also noticed that, you know, after, after dinner, she got up and she helped. She... In other words, she's got a servant mm. spirit. She said, I really like... So for me, those words were words of affirmation and endorsement, yeah. Yeah. even though at that time I'm 22, 23 years old, 22 years old, um, I, you know, having that approval because I valued what my mom thought. Yeah. At the same time, if my mom had probably said to me, ugh... What are you doing, dude? You know <laughs> that I don't know that it would have caused me to break up with her, but it would have caused me to reflect and maybe slow down on the journey yes, and maybe reach yes. the conclusion myself. Yeah, totally. The other thing I think you can do is you have to look at it incrementally because when they're younger, you do have more control than Absolutely, when they're older. Absolutely, one hundred percent. So you you may have policies about. Um, by the way, I believe this is important beyond from. I, I believe this is important for friends mm. um, that you know. I think a smart parent screens the influences in their kid's life, mm, and absolutely. one of the most powerful influences is their friends. So if you've got a kid who is, you know, you you know he's trouble mm. or she's trouble, you you can just tell their value system and everything come, coming from their background is completely different than yours. The, you need you need to act, but you need to tell your kids up front. Look, you know what? Until you're 16, I'm going to be calling the shot about who gets to come over for dinner, who gets yeah, to spend the 100%. night, who gets to play on, um, yeah. you know. Um, and, and then also encourage relationships with people that have those values. Mm. Invite families over that have yes. kids near your kid's age yeah. that you feel like, hey, you know, again, you're not trying to set them up for marriage, but you are setting them up for friendships, relationships. Yes. Um,
1: and what you're also saying with that is, I like this kind of, yeah. th- this 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 kind of person. You might not ever say, oh, I like this 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 daughter or this son of the, yeah. this other family. But what you are saying is, if not her, someone like her. Yeah. If not him, someone like him.
0: So So many bad mistakes that kids kids make when it comes to picking friends and um, potential spouses is desperation. Mm. rather than be alone they'll lower their standards 100% If there's a way to convince your kids to have high standards and keep yep. it, it is I said this when I said, it is better to be single than to be married to the wrong person Oh man And
1: that it, is such good wisdom Yeah
0: but they don't see that cuz no. they think well, they think single means alone and it doesn't yeah. necessarily yeah. but even if it did mean alone it's better to be a, alone than to be at war
1: Because one of the one of the most painful things for any human being to feel is when they are in a marriage and feel alone
0: Oh, it's, it's, yeah. it's
1: it's one thing when okay like I don't want to be single and alone, but there, there's even a, a depth of aloneness that a married person feels. That is, I don't know if it's more painful. I, I but I I do know this there's some
0: rejection, there's some failure. There's, there's yeah.
1: really it's a it's a level of of pain that when you talk to someone that's in that kind of marriage, um, the regret they feel is almost immense to the the per a person who is just feeling alone, and I I think that when we you and I have exp- because we have seen that mm-hmm. we can tell our kids if you you can marry that person, but I'm just telling you right now this these are the issues you're going to deal with, and and you're going to at some point you're going to wake up and be like, man, that I, I don't know if I want to be with a person like this. What I always tell my kids, you want your spouse to have two major qualities. There's a lot of <laughs> There's a lot that are good, but I said these two have to be non-negotiables. Number one, they have to love Jesus. Mm-hmm. They, I mean that's because if they I think I mentioned this in our, our first episode if they love Jesus first and most, they will love you well. Mm-hmm. okay that's that's what I know. Number two, you want to marry someone who will be a phenomenal partner in raising children with. yep everything else is secondary to those two things. Mm-hmm. You want someone who loves Jesus, who, who worships Jesus. And you want someone who is, man, they are, they are, they love children and they will be a phenomenal partner and influence to your children. Um, the only, the only thing I put close to that list is they are teachable, mm-hmm. that they're humble, that they have a sense of, I know I'm not perfect. I know I've got flaws, but I'm working on it. Mm-hmm. And when I, when I, I ask for, 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 Influence to help me change. I want to see those kinds of qualities, and so you can you can you can do what you can to prep your kids for that. But there's no guarantee that when you teach them these things that they will. You know, they've all been smitten before by things. You're like, "Eh, that's. I'm not sure that's that's a good thing. But you've got to just make remind them of those things that that you the values that that you find. And one of the things you mentioned about when your mom was talking about Julie is she was specific with her praise. Mm-hmm. And when you have a kid, if you have a child that is that's dating someone that you might not be too too keen on. You know, don't just be, "Well, oh, I don't like him." Mm-hmm. You know, be specific. "When I saw him or her do this, when I saw them how they treated you in this way, that's a red flag for me and here's why." I mean, you give give specific reasons so that they understand it's not just your opinion, you know, it's, it's principled based.
0: And the other thing you can do in those situations is ask questions. So Mm. like when she, when, when she called you that name in front of me, did that, did that embarrass you at all? Yeah. Yeah. And and then let it go. I mean, unless, unless they're just dumb as a box of rocks, they're going to figure out (laughs) what you're going, where you're going on that. If, if, you know, and ask those kind of questions, not in a manipulative, you know, shrewish mother in law way, mm-hmm. but rather than just, oh, I just, I just, I, I, here's something I noticed, and I don't know if it's a big deal or not, yeah. but, um, you know, I, you know, I noticed that they never hold the door for you. They never, they never like, wait until you're finished before? Yeah. He, he, is that a pattern or yeah. did, did, is he nervous? Yeah. You, know, you know, asking those kind of questions almost casually and, and hopefully what that does, it puts it on there. If it's on your radar, you want to put it on their
1: radar. A hundred percent. That's yeah. good.
0: You know, the, <clears throat> the other thing too, that I, I just sometimes say is when possible, build bridges, don't build walls. Mm. Um. And one of the things that I've, when my kids have decided they're going to love somebody not before, <laughs> yeah,
1: because yeah. I don't
0: need the drama yeah, but when they decided they're gonna then I try to love them too because I believe love is a decision hundred um, percent. and there have been times when that's easy and times when that's hard um, but but the reality is, I want to be a voice in their life. I want to be somebody that they value. I, I want to be somebody they do not see as a threat, mm. but as a resource. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, different kids have different personalities. And, you know, maybe they have a really strong relationship with their parents. They don't need that from somebody else. But if they have a bad relationship with their parents, sometimes they're looking for that in an yeah. in-law. Yes. So ask the Lord to give you some wisdom on how you can bless your children and their spouses or future spouses. Mm. Because there's there's going to be times when the door will open and you'll have the privilege of speaking into them if you've built a bridge mm-hmm. but if you built a wall if you've issued ultimatums if you've if you've been angry um, those kind of things sometimes those will takes years and years to get over if ever
1: yeah and I think the the other hard part is if if your son or daughter ends up marrying this person mm-hmm. um, all, all you can do is uh, you know pray and and like, I I like what you said is building those bridges and just saying, listen, this is the person my son or daughter's married. Mm -hmm. I got to make the best of the situation at this point, you know?
0: Certainly the stupidest thing you'll ever do is continue to undermine them after.
1: Once they say, I do, it's done. Yeah. You've got to be, you've got to be team that couple then. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Because there's no separate that's one. That's right. You've got to do everything in your power to make sure that marriage does work. And um, then you start praying differently. So.
0: Well, I, you know, one of the one of the things that um, I I think that parents have to use a lot of wisdom in is that as you age and as your kids age you have to change the channel that you use when you're communicating with Mm. your kids. Mm -hmm. You know, when they're younger, you can give them specific directives. And as they get older, it's more like general suggestions. And then finally, you gotta respect their adulthood and their independence, particularly if they're living out on their own and so forth. And then you get to become the sage. You get to say, hey, you know, here's what I think. You may not think this way, but I'm just gonna give you my two cents. I've used this illustration before. I I think it just was brilliant. My mother used it on us, basically said, us, as we became adults and we got married, uh, she, she sat down with both of us and said, "I got a couple of policies. I just want you to be aware of. Number one is, you're not welcome in my house unless somebody's getting beaten. And if they get beaten, you can come to my house. Otherwise, don't come back to my house uh, if you're fighting." He said, mm-hmm. I, she, "I'm not going to be a referee." Right. Uh, the other thing uh, she she said is, "You know, I raised this kid. I powdered their behind. I spanked them when they needed it. I fed them. I paid their bills and so forth for 18, 20 years, whatever it was." And that bought me a one-time ticket for the rest of their life to be able to give them whatever I think. <laughs> it's not a two-time ticket. It's a one-time ticket on any topic. Yeah. So if I ever see something that concerns me, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you once. And if I try to tell you twice, you stop me. Mm-hmm. But I get to, I'm, and, and then she'll literally say, um, I'm going to cash my ticket right now and tell you what I think. And then after that, it's your call. Yeah. I value that. I value knowing what my mom thinks, even if I do something different. Yep. And and so, have kind of like those family talks. Have a plan for how you hope to engage yeah. with your adult children. Yeah.
1: One more thing as we end this, I would just say this pray now for your kids' spouse. Oh, yes. <clears throat> and spouses. Um, you want to be able to make that a regular part that you and your wife or husband. Pray regularly for even if you they're small. I mean, God, please let my children fall in love with someone who loves Jesus, <laughs> and pray pray fervently for your future, uh, you know, daughter, sons-in-laws that they would they would be they would add life and and faith to your to your home, and so uh, to your family lineage. And I think that those are just all things I would I would encourage parents. There's a lot of things you can do. Um, But, you know, that preventative type of prayers, uh, I I don't know how God's going to answer all of them, but I just know this. If if we've done all that we can do, um, at some point we have to let our our children make the decisions that they're going to make. Yep.
0: Make the decisions early. Make the teaching early. The earlier you get started, the longer talks you have when they're young. The less, fewer tears hopefully you'll have That's right. when you get older. Yeah. Well, as always, it's great to have you all listening with us on Life Talks. Uh, we hope that you'll uh, share with us any ideas you ever have about an episode you'd like for us to cover. You can do that by writing us at Talks at lifecharlotte.com. As always, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. You've been listening to Life Talks.
1: Be sure to hit the subscribe button so you never miss a new episode. Share this podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to let your friends and family know about Life Talks. We'd love to hear from you as well, so leave a comment and let us know your thoughts on this episode or any other topics we've discussed. Life Talks is a ministry of Life Fellowship in Cornelius, North Carolina. For more information on Life Talks or Life Fellowship, visit LifeCharlotte.com or you can find us on Facebook at Life Fellowship Charlotte.